0: Breastfeeding twins is a monumental task for any mom. It can be very manageable during the daytime when there may be other helping hands around and you're wide awake. But what about those 3 a.m. feedings? How do you manage feeding two hungry babies at multiple times during the night when you're tired and groggy yourself? Should you try tandem feeding them or just one at a time? Can you do it on your own? How can your partner help so that you both get some sleep? I'm Veronica Tingson, a lactation consultant, and I'm here to talk about breastfeeding your twins at night. This is Twin Talks. The ultrasound shows your babies to be healthy. What? Did you say babies? You're huge. Are you having twins? Are they natural? Which one do you like better? Twins, huh? My neighbor's cousin's brother's uncle's a twin. So can they read each other's minds? How do you tell them apart? Twins? You got a two for one. Do twins run in your family? Double trouble. You're not having any more, are you? At least
1: you're not octo mom.
0: If you're pregnant with
2: twins or you're an experienced twin parent, odds are you've heard it all before. Now it's time to hear from the experts. This is Twin Talks, parenting times two. Welcome to Twin Talks, broadcasting from the Birth Education Center of San Diego. Twin Talks is your weekly online, on-the-go support group for expecting and new parents of twins. I'm your host, Christine Stewart Fitzgerald. Have you heard about the Twin Talks Club? Our members get bonus content after each new show, plus special giveaways and discounts. Subscribe to our monthly Twin Talks newsletter and learn about the latest episodes available. And another way for you to stay connected is by downloading our free Twin Talks app. It's available in the Android, iTunes, and Windows Marketplace. And before we get started, we're going to Meet our panelists here, and I'm going to turn it over to Sunny, uh, who is our panelist and producer, and talk about our how you can get involved in the Twin Talks
3: program. That's right. So we have some segments that I think you guys will enjoy. It's always fun to get people participating within the show, so it's not just us, um, but you guys become part of the show. And the first segment is called our Twin Oops segment, and it's where you guys share your funny stories of things that have happened between you and your twins, and uh, we. Kind Kind of share that with other twin parents out there, and we all get a nice little laugh at that. Um, we have an Ask the Expert segment where you can submit questions. They could be twin-related questions, or if they're breastfeeding questions, or whatever questions you have regarding parenting, um, we have experts that can answer those questions. And there's tons more segments. I could go on and on, but if you go to our website, uh, newmommymedia.com, and go to the show section, click on Twin Talks, and then under there, there's a section called Segments, and it lists all the different ways that you can get involved. So check that out. And there's a couple different ways that you can submit for those segments. You can go to our website at newmommymedia.com and go to the contact link or you can submit through our voicemail. No one's going to pick up the phone. You don't have to worry about that. It's going to go straight to voicemail and you can leave a message. And that number is 619-866-4775. All right. And so Sunny, okay, tell us a little bit about your family. Yeah. So I am a twin mom myself, but I had two singletons before I had my twins. So my oldest is five, a boy. Then I had a three-year-old boy. And then my twins are 22 months. So, you know, creeping up here on two years and I'm still breastfeeding my girls, but I'm not, I don't, I don't have to do it through the night. They're really good sleepers. I mean, they'll sleep for like I don't know, some ridiculous like 12 hours at night. It's it's crazy. I'm very blessed in that regard. But I do remember in the beginning, it was very challenging, especially in the beginning because they didn't latch. They were preemies. They were born at 35 weeks. And so in the very beginning, they d- weren't latching really well. And so I did a lot of pumping. And then I had to get up throughout the night. And I'll share my experience as we go. But yes. it hasn't always been you know sunshine and rainbows.
2: <laughs> so. I think for any twin mom, I don't know. Does anybody twin mom have sunshine and rainbows? I I would love to meet her. <laughs> and how about Shannon on the phone with us? How about your story?
1: Okay. Um, I actually have two sets of twins. So I have almost three-year-old twin boys and my girls just turned one at the beginning of September. Wow! And I also have a almost seven-year-old daughter. So I did breastfeed her as well. And I breastfed um, my boys who kind of similar to Sunny. I had a lot of issues. So, um, it wasn't just like let me roll over and stick my boob in your mouth. Like I had to get up and pump, try latching baby, finger tube feed baby, have husband help. It was. Lots of fun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. and, and my girls are um, who just turned one. We are still nursing, and unfortunately, they were sleeping well for a little while, and they're back to getting up multiple times through the oh, night. So oh, oh, oh. I am, you know, I'm nursing a lot through the night.
2: Oh man, and you know, it's 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 those molars. You know, I always blame oh, yes, it on the teeth. It screws is. everything up. And you're like, what? You want to nurse again? Really? They give you that false <laughs> sense of
0: security <laughs> right. by giving right. you, one you that of my moment. Girls only
1: had one tooth. <laughs> that just came in when she turned one and now I think they're all coming in like (laughs) at the same time and it's just it's terrible. It's
3: death. It's awful. Yeah, and it really is really painful. I mean, we've done whole episodes on teething, and it's really painful. I mean, if you think about something breaking through the gum line, like, and having multiple teeth do that at once, like, Ugh. thank goodness it happens when we're babies, because we would not be able to handle it as adults. <laughs> and, and that's why they're nursing know, more. Seriously?
0: That's why they're nursing more. I mean, A, it's yeah. soothing on the gums, and B, I mean, we're releasing hormones that are feel-good hormones for them, so it, it's actually a, a pain duller for mm. them. Yeah. Yes, so you will. Really? You will get sleep back someday. I promise.
2: <laughs> oh man! No, you know. So I mean, I, I'm your host. I'm Christine Stewart Fitzgerald, and I, you know, my story is. Um, I don't know. It's probably somewhere in the middle. I guess. So, so my girls are five years old now. Or, excuse, oh, wait a minute. We just had a birthday last week. <laughs> six. Ah, they're six. <laughs> yes. And um, so, yes, we breastfed and then we did supplement with formula and, you know, and of course, I always, you know, wonder, do we really have to do that? But, you know, I had supply issues. And so I will say that that I think similar to Sunny, I mean, it started out a little bit rough and we did this supplementation with the little tubes. And so, yeah, I remember, you know, both daytime and nighttime, not only trying to get babies to latch but then trying to get tape this little tiny tube on the onto my mm-hmm. breast and using a mm-hmm. little mm-hmm. syringe and and coordinating this and getting the nipple in the mouth and uh, I mean you needed four <laughs> hands. Yeah. <totally. laughs> or I, more <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. that was pretty crazy. Yeah. So and then thankfully I have a singleton and she's almost three and she was exclusively breastfed and I gotta say, I mean after having the twins everything was like oh piece of cake, easy. <laughs> but she didn't want to give it up and and so she I mean we went to I think like a good 19-20 months with her she was she enjoyed it and so um yeah I mean it was night and day as far as singleton
3: and twins yeah Okay. So before we kick off our discussion today on breastfeeding twins at night, I, I want to share an app actually that I used when my girls were first born. I knew about the app beforehand. We'd actually talked about it on our breastfeeding show, The Boob Group. So I kind of had a heads up about it. Um, it's called New Nest and it's spelled N U U. N-E-S-T And you do have to pay for it It costs $2.99 But then that's it You don't have to pay For any other upgrades Or anything like that What I love about this Is that it was created By registered nurses And lactation consultants So there's two women That created it together Um, It is adaptable for twins Which not all apps are And because it was created By registered nurses And lactation consultants They have tons and tons of great information on here, um, especially for those 3 a.m. feedings that you know you something, you know, you've got a question about something or whatever, you're just trying to pass the time and you're just trying to educate yourself. It's all built into this app. And so they basically everything's relevant to your baby's age. So when you first sign up for it, um, you can have multiple accounts. That's why it works for twin parents. And uh, you put in your baby's age, and then it gives you tips. You know, when you first log in at the top. It gives you tips about, you know, how to care for your baby or what your baby's going through or what mom is even going through if it's immediately postpartum. Um, so tips at the top. And then the main categories are breastfeeding, uh, weight all about baby they have a section about vitamin D expressing breast milk so pumping uh, diapers and a section for all about mom too and then there's a summary where you can kind of get a summary of all the information that you added in but you know I loved it I I really it really helped me with those nighttime feedings at night because I would wake up and like I said before I wasn't uh, breastfeeding in the very beginning I was pumping constantly I was like pumping every two hours or every three hours and I was doing that throughout the night as well, because I was I was just so scared of not having enough milk for the babies. And I never had real supply issues in the past. But I thought, how can my body give this much milk to these babies? And, you know, and they're growing and I got to make more milk. And I was really kind of pushing myself to make as much breast milk as possible. But it was great because, you know, in the breastfeeding section, again, there's tips at the top that kind of, you know, give you an idea of what to expect. You can um, it's real easy to enter in the exact time that you breastfed? Did you breastfeed on the right or the left? And it saves all the information for you so you can go back and kind of see charts and graphs and stuff like that. And there's just a lot of other good information. If you happen to be pumping, like I use that a lot in the beginning, you know, it's real easy to enter the day, the time, how many ounces. There's even a timer on it, which I didn't really use. I don't really like to time either my breastfeeding or my pumping times. But if you were limited for time, for whatever reason, if you, you know, had to be somewhere or had some sort of deadline. Um, There's a timer there. Um, diapers, I use that a lot too because that helped me, you know, know how much milk they were getting and, you know, are we getting enough wet diapers? Are we getting enough poopy diapers? But anyways, a, a really good app, I think, for parents of multiples and I really like the fact that it was uh, created by registered nurses and lactation consultants. I just had a lot of faith in that. So anyways, just wanted to kind of throw that out there and I know you guys don't have, you know, specific experience with this app per se, but what do you think about, you know, kind of the overview, you know, that I've given you? Christine, any ideas?
2: You know, I mean, I, was, I, w- I did check it out on the website and, you know, I have to say one of the things I, I do like about this is that it's it's so comprehensive because, you know, I've, I've seen apps in the past that are really more about like scheduling, you know, sort of like, okay, the baby's doing this and I got to track, you know, more of the tracking aspect yeah. of things. Yeah, yeah. And then, yeah, there's some kind of knowledge bases that are out there. But, I mean, I like the idea that you can, you know, you can schedule and sort of like the caring for your baby, but you also have this access to
3: knowledge base as your baby develops. Awesome. All right. Well, we'll, we'll go ahead and we'll post a link to it on our website so you guys can check it out if you want to. It's, again, it's called New Nest, and uh, I know it's available on iOS, so... Well, today
2: we're here with Veronica Tingzond, who's here to talk about one of the toughest challenges moms face, breastfeeding twins at nighttime. So we want to help all those twin moms out there, especially those with newborns who are struggling with feeding and getting enough sleep for themselves. So thanks for joining us, Veronica.
0: Thank you for having me. I appreciate it.
2: Well, you know, let's um, kind of talk about just newborn twins in general. I I mean, how often do they need to to eat, you know, when they're brand new? And then, I mean, how many nighttime feedings can we expect?
0: Well, let, let's just talk about any baby, you know, and it's not, you know, just because it's a mom of twins. A baby should eat somewhere between 8 and 12 times in a 24-hour period. However, that baby's tummy is designed to intake the food is going to determine how often the baby's going to feed. So now you're talking about twins here, so you multiply that by two. So if – you know i'm good with my math here you're going to be feeding somewhere between 16 and 24 times in a 24 hour period that doesn't leave a lot of mommy time um but there's um kind of like what sunny was talking about you know with her babies being in the nicu that can actually be kind of a little bit of a blessing <laughs> to start out with i mean it's very nerve-wracking and it's you know your your sleep is disturbed because you're going somewhere and, you know, you have to plan for your day to go and be with your babies and all of that. But on the other hand, especially the, the very low birth weight, Babies that are in the NICU, and a lot of the times twins are very low birth weight babies, they're not eating right away. Um, they're not actually being fed or they're being fed by a tube or something like that. So what you're really going to be dedicating your time to is the pumping. And luckily, those pumps come in, you know, a dual suction form. <laughs> and so you can just cut out the double the yeah. um, work right at once as if your babies were tandem feeding. So that's, you know, like I said, it's kind of that double-edged sword. Of course you want to be with your babies, but on the other hand, you know, you have a little bit of time to assimilate into this new role of being a, a multiples mommy or a twins mommy. But then there's the the babies who are born either very close to term or at term, which that's been happening a lot more lately. We know how to take care of our bodies better, Mm -hmm. especially with twins. And we have babies that are being um, held in the womb for a lot longer. And we're having um, those multiple gestations go very close to term or to term. And those babies come out feeding pretty much just fine. And they go right to the breast. And this is where the – I don't want to say the problem starts, but this is the one where a lot of the times, except for – Shannon's experience who she had already breastfed twins before, but for a first-time twins feeder, that could be where the, oh, my God, how do I do this Um, Mm -hmm. situation starts is because you don't know if they're eating enough. Sometimes babies aren't great suckers, so they're not bringing in the the milk supply that you need for twins to be fed well. Mm -hmm. You know, that's usually where we have moms doing some backup pumping as Mm -hmm. well. So here they are feeding twins. They're doing backup pumping to ensure that the milk supply is protected, and oh my god, this poor mom is <laughs> so tired. That was my story.
2: Yeah, yeah, because <laughs> my my twins were born thirty nine uh, weeks five days. And so yes we came home in 3 days and so yeah they were hungry little girls and so it was kind of doing the same thing of of feeding and then pumping immediately after the feeding so when you talk about the time frame yeah i mean if we we didn't really start the tandem feeding right off the bat because that was Sort of the, the next step. Right. Most moms like, so, don't. Yeah. so Yeah. So we would do one baby and then do the next baby and then pumping after that. And so if mm-hmm. each baby's, let's say at that point, it would take them like, you know, easily 30, 40 minutes each plus pumping for another. So that's, you know, a good two hours.
0: Oh, absolutely. I <laughs> would always say doing the, the feeding the twins and then the supplemental pumping afterwards is really like having triplets, mm-hmm. you know, because you're, you're, something's constantly on your breast, yeah. you know, and More it's. Degree.
3: <laughs> She's like, I'm there right now. <laughs> oh Yeah. Oh, yeah. the yeah. triple, triple feedings? Triple feedings, yeah. Oh, okay. That's it has a term. <laughs> it's a crazy term. <laughs> yeah.
2: So then um, – so so night – I mean if we're then talking about just about the nighttime segment then, so that's really is, – is pretty much the same as the, the daytime as far as the
0: frequency goes? Yeah, unfortunately. <laughs> I mean if – here's here's the thing. Scientifically, if you want to have milk – You have to have something on your breasts every couple to three hours so that you have, you know, you, you secrete your hormones, your, your prolactin levels, kind of almost like how you secrete insulin and all of those things. And they have a rise and a fall. Okay. Mm -hmm. And so as you're emptying your breasts. Your prolactin levels actually go up because you're, you're telling your body, make more. And so then you're filling up. And as the breasts sit there and hold the milk longer and longer and longer and longer and longer and longer, and you're not emptying it, your body goes, hmm, maybe I don't need it anymore. And so it's kind of a, you don't use it, you lose it type of situation. And so what happens is if, Oh God, I'm so tired. I can't wake up right now. And Oh gosh, well, maybe that one bottle of formula, my husband can give the baby right now. And then, you know, I'll just sleep and you don't wake up to pump or whatever. And then that's where a lot of moms say, Oh, I didn't have enough milk for my babies. And it's maybe the capability was there. Most of the times the capability is there. It's, 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 Few and far between where there are situations where the milk making capability is not actually there, but let's say the milk capability was there, but she loses her milk supply because she's not activating those hormones and those milk cells as often as she should be. And then she doesn't, she truly fulfills her internal speech that Mm -hmm. says, I don't have enough milk. She fulfills that prophecy. Mm -hmm. And then she doesn't have enough milk because it goes away. And those first three weeks, let me tell you, the first three weeks are the ones.
2: Yes. You
3: know,
0: (laughs) and, and they're the hardest weeks, unfortunately, but Mm -hmm. those are the weeks that matter the most to the Mm -hmm. milk making, um, supply making. Yeah. Mm -hmm.
3: I remember after I had both my boys, so my singleton pregnancies. When I got home from the hospital, those first few nights, I was I would wake up just dripping in breast milk, like I, I, totally, like my whole. <laughs> I was just saturated in my bed and everything. And I remember thinking, this is my body, you know, trying to figure out how much milk to make. And because, mm-hmm. and you know, because I only had one baby, you know, and the baby was nursing, you know, however often he wanted to nurse, that really was. Was extra milk that my baby didn't need. Absolutely. Right? And so my body kind of tapered off from that. And I remember thinking with the twins, when I was still pregnant with them thinking, okay, I can't let that important time frame where I'm like literally my I'm waking up my my shirts just soaked I have to take advantage of that time that's wasted milk I know my body can make that much milk wow. I'm just letting it go to waste so to speak because my my singleton babies didn't need it but I know now you know my twin babies are gonna need that and so with the twins I never had that situation because like I said every two hours I was pumping I was doing whatever and just trying to keep that up because I knew my body would naturally do that wow yeah
2: that's great that you knew ahead of time that you're capable of it so then you didn't have sort of the the mindset or the message well you know
0: I still still
3: doubt it (laughs) I
0: I think it's within every mother (laughs) to doubt (laughs) right (laughs) yeah what's really cool about the the sleeping with um you know and and breastfeeding twins is that if you put that investment in up front you really don't have to work as much later on down the line I mean Shannon would you agree about that uh yes Definitely. We um, co stepped with both
1: sets of twins, and eventually it, it was to the point of I can just roll over and put my boob in your mouth and go back to sleep. <laughs> That's <laughs> awesome. That's
2: awesome.
1: I love that. I, I... Yeah, I mean, it became easy. It was a process with the first step, but eventually it's like, oh, this is easy. Like, I don't even remember that I had any issues, you know? Because unless you, of course, didn't remember how awful they are. <laughs> but wow. it, does become, it does become really easy. And then, of course, it's, it's definitely worth
2: out. So now how about um, beyond this initial phase? I mean, what's the, the frequency look like as they get older?
0: You know, here's the thing. People tend to forget that babies still need to eat every two to three hours up until the time that they start receiving weaning foods. So that's up to six months. They need to eat every two to three hours. And again, it doesn't change. It, it's, you know, it's eight to 12 times in a 24-hour period, hmm. end, of the, end of story. Once they start going to the complementary foods, then you've got, you know, it depends on how much they're eating. Um, if you're, you know, giving them like the, the Gerbers or things like that, uh, you know, the, the pre-packaged jar foods, you know, they, they have very low calorie supply. So they're still needing, you know, a good supply of calories, which they're really going to be bre- receiving from the breast milk. So, you know, six to seven times and some babies are still going eight to 12 times. There's a misnomer that by the time that they should be eating, those complementary foods that they should be sleeping through the night. No, there's still going to be things that are going to be knocking them off of their sleeping patterns, like um, cognitive um, changes in their brains, physical developments, teething. I think Shannon knows about that one. And so (laughs) all of those things, getting ill, you know, and and all of those things Really, their their source of comfort or their source of kind of grounding themselves back to reality and centering themselves is by going to the breast. And it's part of their cognitive and neurodevelopment to come back to the breast. So they might start waking up at night again and feeding more often. So who's to say? You know, there's really not a set number, but that 8 to 12 in a 24-hour period, that one's a really, really, really important goal to meet at least the very minimum those that eight times in those first six months, mm-hmm. and they get their supply up, and it's oh, great. That's awesome. Yeah, wow. Well, we're going to take a break,
2: and we come back. We're going to look at some different strategies that parents have taken to optimize their sleeping when they're feeding their twins at night.
3: With everything you have on your plate, earning your degree online seems impossible. But at Grand Canyon University, we specialize in helping you fit a master's degree in education into your busy day.
2: Well, welcome back. Today we're talking with Veronica Tingzone, who's talking, helping us understand what we can expect in feeding multiples at night. And she's sharing some strategies for making this whole process easier. Well, let's um, change gears. And I wanted to talk about a little bit about bedroom setup. Since we're talking nighttime, babies are at night. And, and, you know, most often, you know, twin parents are keeping the babies close by in their bedroom, whether it's a bassinet or, um, and we, we, you know, we do talk about the possibility of, of co sleeping, and that's a whole other discussion of itself. Mm-hmm. But, but I mean, what do you recommend to, to new parents as far as just really facilitating this process of, of nighttime feedings?
0: Well, I love having those um, the, the co sleepers. You know, and having, and for twins, um, I've had a lot of parents say that they had the co-sleepers on either side and then dad would just hand the other other baby over type of thing. It's really all about family practicality and it's kind of like you've got to discuss this with your partner as well because that person's also involved in this. You know, if we're going to bed share, if we're going to have the babies in the room or if we're going to have the babies in a separate room, um, I usually Do recommend having the babies in the room, especially if you're breastfeeding. You know, it just, it's just so much more practical. The co-sleepers are wonderful. I bed shared with my singletons. I don't know about bed sharing with twins, but my father was a twin and he did breastfeed until he was five years old. Wow. (laughs) And his twin sister breastfed until she was four years old. And he told me he remembered sleeping in bed with his mom and just he would. Breastfeed. And mm-hmm. so, you know, it was one of those things where I always thought, well, that's twins breastfeed. That's all they do. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, because my dad always told me about yeah. that. So <laughs> that's great.
2: So can you talk about dream feedings? I mean, now, is it possible for a mom and her babies to kind of doze during the nighttime feedings? I mean, that would be ideal to get, you know, two things at
0: once. Absolutely. <laughs> you know, um, I, I remember waking up multiple times, um, you know, just going, oh, my gosh, my baby was feeding on me. And I, when did that <laughs> happen? <laughs> I, you know, I was like, How did he get there? Um <laughs> So oh I mean I gosh, I yes. It, yes yes you know and some some moms will you know with the twins obviously you can't just do a side lying like a, a singleton mom does but some moms do that, you know, laid back nursing. And just a fact of the the breastfeeding itself is that you're releasing hormones that make you sleepy. And there are times where you're going to fall asleep with your baby on the breast. You know, I also talk about with some of my uh twins moms to use what I call a nest. And um I love those nursing pillows that have the beveled edges so that the babies can't rolled off. And then just setting up pillows all around and Sometimes it means kicking daddy to the curb or something, you know, <laughs> um, or to the sofa yeah. and just putting pillows all around and having one of those, um, pillows that are kind of like, um, like the reading pillows, um, and then having a pillow behind the neck so that you can actually fall asleep comfortably while sitting up if you don't want to do the, uh, reclined breastfeeding, mm-hmm. laid back breastfeeding type of situation.
2: Mm-hmm. Now, you know, I kind of remember that I had one of those, I don't know what you say, like the, uh, it's it's like the upper half of a chair, you know, when you, if you're going to just sit on your bed and you've got the arm support. Yeah. Things. Yeah. Yeah. yeah those I are, don't know what the, you call they're them They're called
0: reading pillows. Oh, those yeah, are reading yeah, pillows. Yeah, those okay. Are reading yeah. And
2: so I do remember, you know, doing, using that and kind of like you said, having to put pillows sort of on the, the arms on the inside to fill in a gap, so to speak. And then, yeah, being able to recline a little bit. And I think that this was not the no, I think I did try it a couple times or having both babies sort of on top of me while I lean back, and right, getting a little bit of Z's. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, still, the still thinking about, okay, there's, there's two babies. But, you know, I, I think had I really kept up with that, that probably could have been one of my favorite positions.
0: It you know it's I've I've seen it so many times and I think it's wonderful and we have mamas who have just given birth and the ones who have successfully vaginally given birth to twins we do that first thing right out of the starting gate you know mm-hmm. we Semi recline them, um, not completely laid back, but just a little tiny bit of a of a reclining. I guess like kind of an obtuse angle, I guess you could call it, and just plop the babies on um, in that biological nursing hold. And some moms say, "I love that so much that I just did that from that point on." And it's
2: just natural. It's just natural, I, yeah. yeah. So, how about you, Shannon? How did you do the night nursing? Did you have any you know special positions? I actually used my pillow often. So I always had my pillow next to my bed. And um, I'm
1: very lucky. Unfortunately, I can't say the same for a lot of moms. But my husband was like a huge part of my breastfeeding journey, both of them. And it was like even working as early and hard as he does, like he was always up handing me baby, like getting me water, getting me whatever I need. And he would often sleep with the baby too, which would be nice. So he would have a baby and I would have one. And like if one woke up, I usually would be like, give me the other one and kind of like stick them on the pillow at the same time so that they were feeding through the night at the same time. And I wasn't like going back and forth every hour or every two hours from one baby to the next. And that's the early stages. We have to remember like that's the beginning Now, I I mean, I haven't used the pillows since my girls were like six months because they're huge, first of all. (laughs) And second of all, they just, like I said, we didn't have any complications. So um, it was really easy for me to just kind of like sit up with pillows behind me, kind of like you're talking about, and then just kind of like. Cradle them on my breast and nurse like that, kind of like snuggled into my arms, half asleep.
2: <laughs> They're probably asleep with my head dangling over them and drool dripping <laughs> on them as they <laughs> nurse. <laughs> Wow. But, you know, I think that's great. I mean, it sounds like you were able to do tandem nursing pretty early on, you know, for your, for both them. So that's, that's impressive. I, I definitely, I would say that, like, I definitely tried to
1: do tandem, um, especially with my first two. And they were also always kind of small. My girls being much bigger, uh, than my boys ever were already, almost as big as them already. <laughs> uh, I, it was harder to use that pillow. And um sometimes even hard to just like tandem them. Sometimes I find it easy to just take like one at a time and be like, Hey, you wanna eat? Come on, let's go
2: But <laughs> but I did definitely try to focus on tandem Nursing them uh, through the night. Mm-hmm. Now you know, I know Veronica. Now you had mentioned that I mean, like the nighttime is like one of the the key periods for the prolactin and really, you know, the stimulation. So I would imagine tandem feeding is is a really great way of increasing the the supply. And now I know you also mentioned pumping. Now, do you recommend
0: pumping at nighttime as well? You know that one again, I. I'm on the fence about, I mean, it's, it is a great thing, but I also need moms to get sleep, Mm -hmm. you know, sleep is restoration. And I really, unless she is just really struggling with the milk supply or she's got very, very ill babies or whatnot, definitely for a, a NICU separation, you, you have to pump. That's, that's just the way it is. But when the babies are home and actually feeding from the breast and Thriving pretty well. I would probably just say sleep if the babies are going to be feeding mm-hmm. at night. Now, if the if you have the routine where you're handing the baby off to either you know daddy or grandma or you know somebody else, a nanny or something, then you need the stimulation. You have to pump, but I, I wouldn't necessarily breastfeed then pump mm-hmm. um, unless you are just really, really, really struggling. <laughs>
2: Now, I was curious. Now, Shannon, okay, so you mentioned your your husband was, you know, a huge, you know, part of your breastfeeding journey, especially at night. So, what did your routine look like, especially at night? Okay.
1: So, well, again, it it's so different between the newborn stages and the later stages. With my boys, it was having to actually physically get up, um, because there were latching issues and we would have to finger tube feed. This was early on. So, my husband would I would pump and he would take my pump breast milk and finger tube feed it to the baby that wasn't latching. And then I would nurse the other one while he was doing that and then try to bring the baby who finger tube feed to my breast as well, even though he wasn't really latching just to try to, you know, get him used to that. So that was like not fun. <laughs> that... that was definitely a process and a half. Um, and once that kind of went away, it was more of, um, it, it just became a lot easier of just, Having my pillow next to my bed, so when they woke up, I could, Daddy could just hand me baby or babies. I would put my pillow on, and he would get the babies. Is basically what it almost always looked like for me through
2: mm-hmm. the night. Mm-hmm. And that, you know, that was similar for me as well. I mean, I think. Um, you know, my girls were, were pretty adept at, at nursing, you know, after that initial stage. And so, yeah, I would stay in bed and my husband, you know, we had them in the room. He would get them. He'd diaper them and bring them over to me and I'd stay in bed and, and nurse them and you know, at least mostly one at, one at a time. But then I kind of dream you could do a little bit of dozing and then he'd get the next one and he'd start all over <laughs> again. <laughs> And to your earlier point, you had talked about sometimes having supplementing. Like, so we did continue supplementing with bottles, mm-hmm. and I, and I think it did affect my milk production. Yeah. I mean, absolutely. Yeah. So you know, sometimes we did sort of take. You know, my my husband would go and you know give them a bottle and let me sleep, and and that did help a little bit. Um, and I do know there are you know some moms who who do sort of a, a more of a shift approach. Right. You know, I'm going to breastfeed here, and then okay, next time it's your turn. You're going to bottle feed the expressed milk or. you know, the formula. And I I guess there's, there would be some advantages sleep wise, but then it sounds like there could be some disadvantages as far as the milk production
0: goes. Oh, absolutely. I mean, it's, it's detrimental to the milk supply. So basically what you have to do is when you're deciding to formulate your plan for how you're going to take care of this, you have to put your priority checklist in order. Okay. What's more important to me? Is it the milk making or the sleeping, you know, and, and you have to be very honest with yourself. And so, if you're saying, you know, well, the the sleeping is more important, then you take the shift approach and you be a half and halfer and and there's nothing wrong with it. That's just your style, you know. Whereas for me personally, you know, the milk making and I breastfed my younger son until he was two years old. So I know that the milk making, even through studying to become an C and going through my boards and absolutely being crazy with sleep deprivation was more important to me than anything else. And so you, you do, you have to put your priorities into order and you have to also discuss that with your partner because your partner's part of this right. also. And so what is your partner's priorities as well? Now, Obviously, it's it's mom's choice first and foremost, but we've also got to take into the baby's choice is always going to be the having the healthier milk, having the best start possible. So then you've got to take all three of those choices into consideration and formulate a plan that's going to be the best for your family.
2: Okay, we're going to wrap this up and I just want to say thanks so much to everyone for joining us today and be sure to visit our episode page on our website for more information about Veronica and as well as links to additional resources. Now, this conversation continues for members of our Twin Talks Club and after the show, Veronica will share some of her favorite types of baby gear that help with nighttime feedings. For more information about the Twin Talks Club, visit our website, newmommymedia.com.
3: All right, so we have a question from one of our listeners, and this comes from Becky. And Becky wants to know the difference between the New Mommy Media app that you guys have probably heard us promote on the show and the Twin Talks app. Okay, so here's the deal, Becky. Uh, the New Mommy Media app is a great way to listen to all of our podcasts through one app. So if you've been listening to some of our other shows, it's just a little bit more convenient to just have one app on your phone where you can access all of the podcasts not just for twin talks but the other shows we produce as well so i would say that's the main reason a lot of people choose to do that is just the simplicity of it you still have the ability to rate uh, and share the different episodes and download them to your phone if you want so a lot of the features are still the same it's really about how many apps do you want to have on your phone (laughs) so hopefully that answers your question and becky thanks so much for your submission Well, that wraps up our show for today. We appreciate you listening to Twin Talks. Uh, Don't forget to check out our sister show, Preggy Pals for
2: Expecting Parents, our show, The Boob Group for moms who breastfeed their babies, Parent Savers, your parenting resource on the go, and our newest show, Newbies for new parents. This is Twin Talks, Parenting Times 2. This has been a new mommy media production.
1: The information and material contained in this episode are presented for educational purposes only. or the health of your baby, please seek assistance from a qualified health care provider.
3: How would you like to have your own show on the New Mommy Media Network? We're expanding our lineup and looking for great content. If you're a business or organization interested in learning more about our co-branded podcasts, visit our website at newmommymedia.com. Hey, mamas.